up, nerds? Welcome back. It's your girl, Ali B. How are you? How are you doing? How is your heart? How's the weather outside? It's super beautiful in San Francisco right now, which is a little bit of a bummer because we are still all sheltering in place. Right, guys? We're all staying inside, right? <laughs> uh, I'm getting a little bit stressed out because it sort of feels like people are not taking this as seriously anymore. So for what it's worth, this is your little PSA reminding you that just because you're bored, just because the weather's nice, doesn't mean it's over. <laughs> Unless you're listening to this in the future and it actually is over and you're like, Allie, what are you talking about? Well, listener, I'm talking about those unprecedented times. Okay. Boy, do you guys miss precedented times? I sure do. Anyway, welcome back to Just Wondering. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for all of the wonderful feedback that I got on the first episode last week. You guys are so nice and wonderful and so encouraging. I'm really glad that you're enjoying yourselves, finding some value in it, and I'll do my best to keep things interesting as we keep moving forward. So I really appreciate all your kind words. So let's just get into it, you guys. So my second guest is my dear friend, Karen Tepaz. I've known Karen for about 13 years, probably longer. I didn't do the official calculations. I met her during a year abroad program that we both uh, did in Florence, Italy. And I actually met her on the actual plane ride flying over. Um, and the story goes, she sat next to me on the plane ride over. We, we did not know each other. At some point, I had packed a sandwich for the flight and I offered to share some with her and she accepted. And she's been trying to get my sandwiches ever since. <laughs> Nowadays, Karen is a Brooklyn-based ceramicist, sculptor, and art educator. She teaches all kinds of different classes, including, uh, most recently, she managed to teach a ceramics workshop from home over Zoom, um, which I mentioned a little bit in our conversation, but like, that blew me away that she was still able to do that. I wanted to talk to Karen for a couple of reasons, but I wanted to mention at the beginning of this that... Karen hustles harder more than anyone I've ever met. This girl works so damn hard. She is always gigging and taking side jobs to be able to support her artist practice. And throughout the years, as I've seen her career grow and blossom, I've just been so incredibly proud of her. And it occurred to me at a certain point that I had never really sat down and talked to her directly about what her motivations are, her thought process behind her work, and, I mean, just to put it frankly, why sculpture? In a world where everything is so digital and immediate, sculpture is such a physical and analog and literally heavy medium, which in a lot of ways is kind of the opposite of Karen herself. Karen is very lighthearted and funny, but like her chosen medium, is also incredibly strong and malleable. Whoa, I just came up with that off of the top of my head. It turns out I'm also an artist. I'm, an, I'm a word artist. You're welcome. I had so much fun speaking with Karen. This is actually the first time I think that we've ever really spoke on some of these topics. And so I learned so much and I'm incredibly grateful that she gave me the time to sit down and talk about this. So that's enough for me. Let's just get into it. Here's my conversation with Karen Tapaz. Hi, Karen. Hello, Allison. Oh, wow. It's like the most formal. 
<laughs> formal greeting. How are you doing? Good, good. It's great to hear you and and see you because I'm mm-hmm. looking at you. But yes, uh, people listening can't see us, but we look great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're thriving in quarantine. Are you thriving in quarantine? What's happening? Uh, quarantine life has been interesting. I am. I am now on my uphill of being positive again (laughs) and and hopeful, you know, I I feel like in the beginning it was pure anxiety and uh, unknowingness and it's still there, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's a lot better. I love seeing what people are doing, such as yourself, like this project. Um, And also just like how people have stayed connected and it's, it's really nice. I Mm -hmm. really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I wanted to interview you for a lot of reasons, but I was actually mentioning to someone about how you're actually still teaching ceramics classes right now, like over Zoom, which is wild. Like, how is that going? Uh, Yeah, that's actually been really funny. I remember when our our boss told us uh, we have to teach wheel throwing, advanced uh, sculpture all on Zoom. And I was like, cool, I don't have my model and uh, <laughs> nobody has material at right. home. So it was a really new challenge. Um, but I think I think it was also just really interesting how people were like, okay. Yeah, like my students were all about it. They were like, yeah, sure, let's try this, you know. You ended up making like a clay substitute out of like salt and and uh and flour yeah yeah (laughs) and that was really fun i feel like i was trying to find a way that we can use material just around the house you know i talked about arte povera and i I botched that name it's an italian uh, art movement (laughs) but uh I know. <laughs> and they would use like potatoes and lettuce and dirt and anything that they had like around their house. And so I was thinking a lot of like, okay, what is like, it's like clay. And mm-hmm. so there's this homemade Play-Doh you could make at home out of salt, flour, and water. And mm-hmm. you could actually bake it just like clay. Um, and you could paint it. You could add food coloring or acrylics to it. And that, that was really fun. And, and they got into that. So I've been using a little bit of that and also just been teaching ceramics with a little bit of clay that I've had at home. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely wanted to start by like, girl, let's go back to the beginning, you know? Well, <laughs> when I first met you, you, mm-hmm. you were going to school for art and your background has always been ceramics. And so I just wanted to just hear from you, like, what is your background? Why ceramics? What got you involved in that? So I actually went from high school straight into community college. And I went there because I just didn't know what I wanted to study. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was, you know, you have to take all your fundamental classes to to check off all the boxes. The the counselor was like, you've never taken an art class. And I was like, no, I have not. And I I never did really take an art class in high school. Yeah, I took a lot of sports. I was in a lot of tennis and softball and Mm -hmm. track and field. So I feel like that kind of substituted for like these other activities. You know, I did everything and maybe I took one photo class. So that's probably the most art I had taken. And that was really neat, but got into community college and they're like, you need to fill in like at least five art classes for your, you know, art and music kind of section. And I was like, okay. And in that summer I took a ceramic class and 
it was really fun. And I, that's pretty much what I took it as like, oh, art is fun. Like, you don't have to really think about it. Easy A, you know? Mm. And, um, and I was so, <laughs> yeah, and I was so wrong um, because it was, it was not easy. It was really hard, but it was really fun. And I loved clay so much. Just like it introduced me to a whole new community of people that were interested in this material that's just pretty much dirt, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and so that's kind of where I started with, with uh, just the introduction to ceramics and introduction to artists, like, and what they did and uh, in a community college setting, which, you know, is pretty like, you know, your intro to a lot of things, but people were taking it very serious there and just like really into making the perfect teapot or a beautiful bowl and mm. and that and I got into that and so mm -hmm. that that was my intro to ceramics and then when I met you when we went and did our study abroad in Italy that was kind of when I think you can correct me if I'm wrong you were starting to like get into sculpture like yes. what what caused that shift yeah, so after community college, uh, I had a great professor there, and he was really encouraging when I wanted to finish my uh, bachelor's. He was like, you should transfer to Cal State Long Beach. That, they have a great ceramic program. I think you'd really love it, uh, and you should continue taking art classes because I feel like you're, this is your thing. And so I did take his advice, and I'm so happy I did. I transferred to Cal State Long Beach. I met amazing artists there, like a whole different uh, world. And I was still taking really basic intro to ceramic classes. Um, but then there was a study abroad program to go to Italy and study figurative sculpture, which is something I hadn't done. I had done wheel throwing, hand building. And I thought, yeah, why not study the figure? And also why not study in Italy, you know, well, if I can. Yeah. And so when I was there, I focused a whole entire year of just in the figure, like really traditional uh, sculpting of the face. Um, you were my model in one of my sculptures. I was your model, which is, yep. Which was amazing. And then you smashed <laughs> my face in an alley. I did. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't take these giant pieces I was making, so I was like, I'm so sorry. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I got to do that for a year, and that was, that was a really great education because it was all uh, learning through practice. Like, yeah, I couldn't speak the language that well, but I, I could understand how to sculpt. And that was really, really great. Mm -hmm. And then was there something that you like, again, correct me if I'm wrong, after that experience in Italy, you kind of went on to be really exploratory in sculpture. Like, I think you're always doing ceramics, but like following your career after that, you went into definitely more like an exploratory way so i just wonder like what did your what did you take away from transition into sculpture yeah i think uh italy was such a great an important part of my education because i got to see uh contemporary art i was focused on the figure and perfecting the nose and the mouth and the eyes and everything the anatomy of our forms um but i got to travel i got to go to paris i got to see you know London, I got to see uh, work in the Tate Modern Museum. And, and I really was never exposed to contemporary artists like that, like a really abstract expressionist, you know, uh, that Bauhaus movement, and just like so many things that I, I was introduced to in, in a great time, right before I could understand what I wanted to make in my own artwork. So um, 
I used to, when I saw like a museum and it had full paintings of Cy Twombly, it just blew my mind. And, and I think that really uh, affected my work in, in the best way, because when I came back from my year abroad, I went back to Long Beach. I was finishing my uh, BFA, but I came back with just the want to explore in the material itself and not just keep it in, a, not just staying with like the basic, you know, things that you learn from the book but just more like yeah what is my vision like what what do i want to see mm. um and that was really helpful and, and that really affected me because when i came back i was really experimenting with the clay i was pouring it like liquid i wanted it to see it in more of a painterly gestural way um and that and that's kind of how my work shifted in that way mm -hmm. what do you think is sort of the guiding principle in your work now I still feel like drawing, it, it really like takes home to the work. Huh. I think that that's always been uh, the idea of building something out of nothing mm -hmm. has always been such a strong uh, and, and an encouraging way to continue making artwork. Um, drawing has, uh, drawing and the conversation between drawing and sculpture has always been there for me. And I feel like it's just an ongoing conversation because um, form and color is like an infinite conversation in, in general and why that form, why that mm -hmm. color, you know? Um, and so I feel like that's always been like the drive behind a lot of my work, wanting to see these drawings and sketches I make and not as templates, but just like this angst to want to see it, this energy that I, I create in my drawings to see it in come to life. Mm -hmm. Whoa, that's incredible. I've never heard you describe it that way. And like in hearing you describe your work, that's so, it makes so much sense as someone who like has seen your work and like has been there and, and witnessed it. That totally makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Well. <laughs> so af after Italy, you went back to Cal State and then you went to Yale. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Um, what did you study at Yale and why Yale? Um, I studied sculpture and got my MFA at, in, at Yale School of Art. Uh, why Yale? I think I, For that everybody, sweatshirt. <laughs> it was just, yeah, I just wanted that Y sweater. Um, <laughs> no, it's the swag. Uh, it, it was, I was applying to a lot of different schools. Um, and I actually always wanted to go to Alfred University because it was like known as a ceramic ultimate, oh, like the Yale that. of ceramics. Yeah. I applied there and I got rejected. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Failure. Um, but it was, you know, I had really good options. I was lucky. Uh, and I think I applied to Yale only because a professor of mine, who wasn't even actually an acquaintance who was a professor on campus, she encouraged me to go to Yale. She was like, she saw my work and she asked me to come into her office. Um, and she was just like, hey, I, I don't know who you are, but I really like your work and I think you should apply to Yale. I went there and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, she was just very, such a, you know, I have always felt like she's such a great guiding soul. Um, and so she was really encouraging me to apply there. I wasn't even going to, and I was like, okay, sure, I'll apply there. Um, and once I got in, I was like, oh, cool, I got in, you know, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so I, it was really hard not to say no to Yale, and, and it, it was a great, I, I, I was really happy I went there. When you were there, what would you say was like your main focus? How did you spend your time there? 
during my time there, it was, it was a little tough because the conversations I was having at Cal State Long Beach, you know, it was all about ceramics. Um, and of course, contemporary art, but I feel like we had one material to focus, as opposed to when you go to a school like Yale, I feel like everybody's working in performance, everybody's working in uh, such different medias and um, they were just talking about everything and anything. And mm. um, I hadn't been exposed to, to that too much because I had been focused on one specific material mm. where every, everybody was talking about that one material. Um, and that was a really great education too because they were talking about um, theory a lot and, and uh, modern art that's happening in New York. And uh, so that was really great because I had to, to just come up with another way of working with my material like mm. well, I didn't have access to accounts so I started working with metal and plaster and burlap and I was working with wood and um and that was a nice uh shift in my brain of like okay what what do you want to do now and I felt like that was uh exploring through material was my time there I spent doing a lot a lot of time that mm -hmm. it sounds like um I don't know what the word is, but like a guiding theme throughout your work has been always the very sort of physical aspect, right? Yeah. I feel like a, a lot of the times, like um, it's through touch and it's through exploring through material that gets mm. me to my ideas. Like I, I don't like to obsess over like, this is my idea and I know exactly what it is. It's never really clear like that. It's always more of an intuitive um thought that I have and then I kind of build up on that and I choose my material that best expresses what I want to visualize. Mm. So you don't ever have like a do you start with a vague idea or do you ever like wake up and you're like I'm gonna make a sculpture and it's gonna look like this and it's gonna be this <laughs> tall or like how does that right. work? Yeah I think I, I think it's an ongoing conversation. I think from one body of work there's remnants that stays and I, and I kind of take parts of it. And so I'm always drawing like all the time in my studio. Like, um, and so I'm always drawing, writing things down, trying to read or look up artists that, that I'm interested in. And um, it's mostly because I'm curious of, you know, like what was their conversation like? Like what, why, why were they making these paintings? You know, mm. and it's really, I love reading biographies of artists because um, you really get to see their life and how that their life influenced their work. And I feel like I'm constantly trying to, to look at seeing what I'm seeing out in the world. And mm -hmm. that, that kind of rubs off on me and then comes into my work. That's really interesting. I know we're all in quarantine times right now, but if we weren't in quarantine times and you could be in your studio making, is there like a question you're thinking about right now? Uh, yeah, I had just come out of a residency the week before uh, we went into quarantine. Mm -hmm. And so I had these thoughts and these, these pieces I was working on. And I was thinking a lot about uh, calendars, actually, which is kind of funny now because I feel like they're, you know, we don't, we wake up and we're like, what day is it now? <laughs> Are we still on? Is this still Monday? You know, uh -huh. um, but I was thinking a lot about uh, time and, and more of it, uh, the way that um, you can look forward to something in a, you know, have a date and really look forward to it. But in between that date, 
there can be a lot of good and bad things that can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know why that's always, that's been on my mind a lot. And so this unknowingness of like, okay, you just want to get to this final point, but in between that, there's all these good and bad that can happen. Um, so just, I've been thinking a lot about that and calendars and the way that, um, they're repetitive and how we constantly just create these own like timelines for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Karen, I love that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's, <laughs> what is time though? <laughs> I know, right? Who, where are we? What but is even time right now? <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I'm, I always carry a planner. I always write, I always like to have something in my calendar because if there's nothing there, I feel like you, do, you can't grasp time in mm -hmm. this weird way. Mm -hmm. um, and I really was thinking a lot about that. So I feel like I was making these sculptures that had uh, repetitive uh, line movements mm. or shapes and then once I build the structures I always like to paint on them or add pigment to them because color is really important in my work mm -hmm. um, and so I felt like okay well what best represents time in in color mm -hmm. you know, for, for me at my at this time and um, and I'm still kind of dabbling in that and still kind of working through drawings and sketches at home now mm -hmm. um because i i haven't added color to those piece, pieces yet wow that's a lot last week i was talking to my friend tori and we were talking about how triggering the word artist is so i'm asking you do you consider yourself an artist uh yes i do why i think i don't know what else i would be <laughs> Oh. I think, I feel like when I really think about it, uh, if I was to choose or do it over again, I think an artist was, was what I was supposed to be or what I am. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like when I was still at uh, Cal State Long Beach and I, I felt like a little shy to say an artist because I thought it sounded a little pretentious or, or it sounded like, yes, I'm an artist, you know? <laughs> But not really knowing, and I still, it's, I think it's like an ongoing thing that you find out, who, like, who you are, what you are, and um, I don't like to say, like, I'm this kind of artist. I just, I just know that I'm an artist. I feel like I, uh, I feel like that's, it's right to say that, and I, and I'm happy to say that. What is the role of art in your life? Ooh. Art in my life. Well, I physically live with my sculptures <laughs> because if, if I don't, if they're not in my studio, they're hanging on my wall in yep. my living room. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely, I, I, my, the role in art in my life is a big one. I feel like, um, I feel like I love living with my work. I've, I've had actually people want to buy some of my pieces and I've, I feel always so grateful when that happens. And I've actually told people, no, <laughs> no, because I've loved them so much. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a dumb move because artists want to sell their work, you know, <laughs> just trying to get that scratch, Karen, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to get that poor artist, not, <laughs> not wanting to sell her work. But, but sometimes I feel like, no, this shouldn't go out into the world yet. Or I, I wasn't comfortable uh, wanting it to go somewhere. I felt like I still need to live with it a little bit longer. Huh. Is there, then, do you think there'd be a point where you, you would feel okay? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I have sold work people, you know, oh, okay. not, I'm not, like, yeah. girl, you need to, <laughs> like. no, no. I have definitely sold work and I'm always so grateful when that happens. Um, but I, but some pieces, I feel like they need to live with me longer for me to, um, kind of just take in 
what I had just made. You know, sometimes mm. you, you need that. I feel like, well, not all artists, but I feel like I need that. I sometimes finish a piece of work, I exhibit it, people see it, you know, sometimes I get good or bad feedback. And, but for me personally, it's like, I just spent so much time making you, visualizing you and you're finally here. And your intention was to bring this energy like in this environment. And I kind of want to see if that's still like fluttering there mm. when I hang it, you know? So I, for me, I think it's important to, to live with the work a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I kind of like that. So I feel like art is just so important for me to make mm -hmm. um, because it really does give me uh, a sense of purpose. Um, I feel like it, I'm without art, I feel like I would be just floating around. So yeah. I think it's such an important uh, piece of my, of my life mm -hmm. in that sense. It actually gives me life <laughs> more than, you know, more than me trying to give it life. Kind of. Then you creating it. Then I create, yeah. It's always like, uh, people always think it's kind of like a God effect. Like, oh, I just built this masterpiece, you know? Like it just got realized. But, um, but there's a little sense of just like, yeah, I just spent so much time with you. Like, let me, let me breathe you in a little. <laughs> uh-huh. That's really interesting. You mentioned ex exhibiting and feedback. What do you hope people take away from your work? Ooh, I never want anybody to feel like this is what you should feel. You know, I feel like um, before I've read about any artist that I, if I go to a museum, right, and I see a painting, and something stops me in my tracks. Like I could be walking by like six paintings, but there's one that just stops me. And I'm like, whoa, like there was something here I could sense this person was communicating. And maybe it's just my own personal take and my own uh, life experience or whatever, whatever it could be that stops me. And I, I love that. And then of course I look up, well, who made this, you know? Cause then I just want to know everything about them or why they made this piece. And I kind of have a similar approach to my work. I, I know why I'm making them. You know, I, I feel like I know that I'm making them because I, I feel this, you know, I felt, I felt this urge to make this because I was thinking about language and communication and, and the body, but I don't feel like I don't, I don't want to give it all away. You know, I want the viewer to almost like make up like a, have their own reasoning why they stopped and, and observed it and enjoyed it or if they did. Mm -hmm. Just from talking to you, it sounds like a lot of your work is an ongoing conversation. So maybe this is just me just putting this out there. But maybe it sounds like what you're saying is the, the joy that you get of other people looking at your work is the conversation that they themselves have, right? Yeah, um, I, would, I would say that's a nice way of putting it, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. If you could sum up your creative vibe, mm. what's your brand? Ooh. Karen 2.0 kind of thing. Oh, like, uh, if you want. No, 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 no. Um, I think uh, I've always, I really, I feel like I, I like the something out of nothing. Mm. Like I've always liked that approach mm -hmm. um, because I feel like that doesn't stop you from making work, you know, that you just kind of, okay, I have this, you know, pile of garbage like let's make something out of nothing <laughs> you know that that whole approach I like very very simple but also it could be really profound mm, that's very so that's, you that's uh 
that's my way of saying what did what'd you say that's my vibe I guess that's your vibe that's your brand that's well, like that's your moment brand. that's your message that's your <laughs> exactly copyright <laughs> that That'd yeah what motivates you what keeps you creatively curious Ooh. I think that is a thing that constantly needs to be fed I feel like I can easily go like a month without making work mm-hmm. and then I just feel kind of depressed. <laughs> I feel like I feel really sad if, if I'm not making anything and that could be because I'm busy at work or I have other projects or you know a deadline or something um, but I feel like that motivates me a lot like my happiness <laughs> is is really uh, a key drive to making why I make work is is my own my own greediness of being happy because that's really what is all about (laughs) because I feel like um that you know and I do like you know I think there's a lot of work out there that I think about and I think when I'm not making I feel like uh, there's something wrong so that's my motivator (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. just constantly just not stopping in this weird way Mm -hmm. y'all heard it here first her work is selfish (laughs) Yes. She's it's all about me. And it's all about Karen. It's all about me. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> I know. Look at me and then look at my work. <laughs> and then tell me about it and then <laughs> and then look at me again. No, exactly. <laughs> That's really interesting, Karen. I can't I didn't know I didn't know so much of this about you. I'm so <gasps> glad we're talking. How dare you not know about me? I didn't know you'd never taken an art class in high school. <laughs> yeah, I know, I right? Know it's I was such a, a, I guess I was in a jock, but I was so into sports that I was like, art, smart, whatever. I mean, you are, you're such a jock. <sighs> such a jock, you know? <laughs> not even like a film class? Like, nope. Not a, and I feel like, I yeah, I was curious about theater, but the theater kids just look so cool and intimidating. <laughs> I know this is this is what I thought in high school. I was like, oh, they're so clicky, they're so creative. Like, wow. no, I'm just focused on tennis. You know, like as a theater kid, I'm just I just balked because <laughs> I've I've never heard anyone say theater kids looked so cool. So, <laughs> ooh, I know that was my perspective. That I mean, I still think theater kids are pretty cool. They, they just put it out there you know and that's great <laughs> they do put it out there yeah <laughs> sometimes it's like a little a little <laughs> too much. yeah reel it back a little bit exactly and I, which totally makes sense because artists i mean they put it out there but in a whole different way because they're doing it in a, a room by themselves in a studio cramped up you know i feel like in theater it's all about community and like you know, everybody's we, working together. In theater, you get immediate feedback, right? Like, yes. if you tell a joke and it doesn't land, you know immediately, you know? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> if, if you, I don't know, I was never a drama person, but, you know, you do, like, a performance and people are crying, you know right away. Whereas, yeah. like, you're doing art in a studio, you won't yeah. know how people are going to resonate. Like, <laughs> Nobody's maybe, judging you while yeah. you're making it. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, maybe, maybe they will months later. Exactly. And yeah. then I could take it then. <laughs> you know, I've had time to process and get rejected by my own self. And then yeah, I'm like, work okay. Up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's the fun stuff. Oh, fun are, stuff. Yeah. What are three things that give you joy? If I just think of something right now, I would say pancakes. I look forward to strawberry pancakes on a Sunday morning. Yes. That's kind of my biggest jam right now. So that brings me joy. Another thing that brings me joy right now 
Well, in our current time, going for walks has brought me joy. Really, really in the current moment, uh, just going to get some fresh air has really brought me a lot of joy. <laughs> and you appreciate like, wow, look at that bird. And it could just be like a, a pigeon, which is like the ugliest bird. <laughs> but I feel like, yes, this is nature, you know? And, um, and then the third thing is I'm currently pregnant. So my, my little pregnancy bump Aww. is bringing me a lot of joy. Yes. Coming soon. Baby to She makes ceramics. She makes, she people. makes, <laughs> that's right. I'm making another kind of art form this time. Yes. Performance art, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yes, that's, those are the three things. Yeah. If I have to say. Yeah, my, my poor mother is like, really? Your your family? Your own? <laughs> I'm over here. Pancakes, I, huh? I know. <laughs> I chose pancakes. I, I love my family. But yes, those are the three things, if I have to say. <laughs> no, that's great. Karen, thank you so much. <gasps> Allison, thank you for this time. It was such I'm, great fun. I'm so, I'm so thankful to have sat down and talked to you about all this. Anytime. It's always changing. So let's continue right. the conversation. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Breaking news. Karen Tipaz makes work because she's selfish. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that and you were able to learn something so that this conversation wasn't entirely just self-indulgent and me just really enjoying the time talking to my close friend. That's it for me this week. I will have a new episode dropping next Sunday and I'm still looking for that witty sign-off, guys. This is, it usually doesn't take me this long. Look, we're workshopping. I'm a work in progress, okay? Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Until next week, stay well and I'll see you then. <laughs> Bye-bye.